Brands on Brands. Hey guys, it's Andrew Cordell, CEO of Power Room. And today on this episode, we're going to talk about branding, creating your personal brand, and why you should always invest into your personal brand. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters is the only way for a person to thrive tomorrow. I appreciate you guys tuning in each week as we talk to thought leaders in the personal branding space, content creators, and everything in between. And we're here to bring you guys that advice, tell you how they did it, to go behind the curtain and see what did they actually do to get this thing going. Hope that is inspiring to you guys. If this is your first time on the show, make sure to go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash resources. That's where we keep all of our latest tools, tricks, tips, freebies for you guys to download and appreciate. Uh, Other than that, let's get into what we're here to talk about today, which is our interview with Andrew Cordell. If you haven't heard of him, Andrew Cordell is an in-demand speaker, a brilliant teacher, and an accomplished entrepreneur and investor. He's the CEO of Money Is. It's also the name of his show on YouTube and podcast. His company is dedicated to bringing financial and investing literacy to the masses. Andrew's passion is sharing the secrets of the wealthy 1% with the 99% as well as sparking the fire of creativity and motivation inside entrepreneurs. He is also a three-time Amazon best-selling author, a sought-after wealth strategist, and chief editor of Money Is Magazine. He generated over $100 million in sales in a three-year period through his platform speaking engagements, which we'll talk about today. And really what we're diving into uh, is how Andrew built his personal brand, the power of perception, and brand experiences, which you'll see he is very detailed on how he thinks about building brand experiences, and the value of investing in yourself, taking that first step. That's what we got for you guys today. All that and more on the show. Check it out. Brands on Brands. All right, let's get going. I'm excited to welcome our guest today, Andrew Cordell, to the show. Andrew, first and foremost, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, dude, happy to be here. I love, love, love branding. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're here to talk about, right? The reason I'm excited is we get to talk about branding, but also like the things that you've been doing while you've been on your journey, like the business innovation, the building companies that are also aligned with who you are, speaking, building courses, building mastermind, all the things that go into this that no one sees. They just see the outer stuff. You have a show that's called Money Is. I want to talk about that a little bit. Maybe we could start there with the things that people kind of see on the outside. Uh, what got you to build a show like that? What was the idea? How did that get going? And we can connect that back eventually. Yeah. Uh, you know, funny, it actually, actually goes back to building and choosing to invest in my brand. I was uh, traveling, speaking full time, making, uh, had some businesses, making a ton of money. And it was just a point where I was like, hey, I need to, I need to invest more money. I mean, in, in, as you get more money, the whole objective is to make sure the money is always working for you. And I had a 
accumulated a bunch more and I was continuing having more of it. And I was like, okay, I need to go invest in something else to keep my money working. And I, I was going through the process of buying a couple things and, and investing ownership in a couple things. And then I was at, at down in Florida, actually, and uh, it just hit me. I'm like, dude, I've made all my money by investing in myself. Like I got to where I'm at by investing in myself, not just a random thing or another franchise, another business per se. And so at that moment, I'm like, dude, I'm going to take this money as an invest. I'm going to put it back into my brand basically. And I'm going to actually, for the first time, kind of on purposely try to start building a, when I say brand, I had a brand in my own community, but make more of a personal uh, public brand out in the masses on social media. And so um, that's actually how I started the whole money is show because I wanted to invest back in my uh, brand. And once again, it freaking paid off massive dividends um, by investing in my brand. So I started the money is show, uh, which is a, a, a podcast that we shoot. Uh, and actually, it's not even a it's not even a podcast. We actually don't even put it on podcast. We actually only put it on YouTube. And um, we just interview high level CEOs, successful people. Uh, they fly in. Um, you know, right now we, we, I do four shows a week. They fly in to my office. None of them are on Zoom. They're all live. And we shoot uh, four a week right now. So uh, I could dive a lot into it why we started it, why our first guest ever was Gary V. What was the strategy behind it? But to, to go back to your question, dude, it was an investment in my brand. That's, that's why I did the show. You know, I think a lot of people get that idea, like, man, I need to start figuring out like how to invest in myself, but they have no idea where to go. Where did the idea come from? Like, why that idea? And then, yeah, I'd kind of like to hear your most memorable moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when it comes to investing in your brand, like let's hit that question first, right? When it comes to investing in your brand, it's a very, very tough decision because if you're in business, everything is based off of ROI and uh, we, we, my partners and I run a billion dollar empire here and we have cash flow performance on every single of the companies that we have and, and who's, you know, they all have presidents and CEOs and, and everything is based off of RI. So you make an investment, what's our money back? We, we do marketing, what's our money back? And when you go to a brand, uh, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's all based into pouring it down a black hole uh, that never ends. And you don't know, you cannot calculate it there. You, it's so frustrating because you cannot mathematically put your finger on what where it's going to end up at. And so that's why I think people struggle with, should I invest in my brand? And if I should, where do I put it? For me, because I was a speaker and enjoy talking, um, the natural kind of natural flow was going on more of the podcast route because um, it was more natural to me. You know, if, it, if I was naturally on something else, I would do it differently. But for me, when I went and started my brand, I wanted to be able to talk and share my thoughts and, and, and philosophies and so forth. And so that's why I went to the podcast route. Uniquely, when I went the podcast route, what I did was I went and interviewed a bunch of people who had pretty successful podcasts. You know, they were friends of mine or friends of a friend that I, I could connect with and not do a podcast with them. I actually just kind of was doing data research. And I was like, hey, so tell me about your podcast, you know, all different genres. And basically... I was getting advice plus data research. And what I found was there was kind of this common denominator that they all started them and they had this goal that one day they're going to interview ABC, whoever it was in their kind of industry, their genre. They're like, oh, I, I can't wait. You know, I'd ask them, I was like, who is the one person you'd want to interview? And they always had this like, I can't wait till I get to be able to big enough where I could interview X. And I'm like, well, how long have you been in your podcast? And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm two years, I'm four years, I'm three years into it. And I mean, they were successful podcasts. I'm like, wow, 
Drew, do you want to spend the next four years, three years doing weekly podcasts to hopefully one day get to a point where you can interview this one person? And so I kind of tied branding and business together. And I said, okay, hey, I went back to my team and said, we're going to do a podcast. Here's my, what everybody's telling me is they're all trying to interview this person in their, in their field. So why don't we just start our podcast with what everybody is trying to get to the end and see what happens? We'll just reverse the whole process because that's where everybody kind of wants to get to. And so we sat down with the team and said, who's, who's in our industry, the three people we want to interview or people would want to hear. And the three names we came up with was Gary V, uh, Grant Cardone, and um, Kevin O'Leary. And we came with a list. We had them in no specific order, but that was the list that we came up with when we wrote it out. And I said, okay, let's go figure out how to go get these three guys. There's got to be a way to get them on a podcast that doesn't exist, which is very difficult. But I said, it's going to be an investment, but who cares? Figure it out. Let's go do this. And our first podcast was Gary Vee. Our second was Grant Cardone. Our third one was O'Leary. And what happened was, again, this was a huge investment. They did not let me come on for free. It was not like they're like, oh, yeah, I'll come on your podcast with zero viewers and zero shows for, for free. I spent a ton of money getting these three guys on. But and I didn't know exactly what was going to happen for me. Matter of fact, I thought when I interviewed them, I thought, oh, well, maybe we'll connect and actually do some business together and so forth. And I thought maybe that's how I would recoup it because I couldn't I couldn't come up with a return. And none of that happens. Zero. None of that took place. The one other idea that I had going into it was like, well, maybe if I interview these three first, I bet at least I'll be able to get a lot of other people on my show. And sure enough, that right there played all the dividends you could imagine. Uh, I interviewed those three guys. I will honestly, God, tell you, they're horrible interviews. You should not watch them. <laughs> they're they not good. I did a horrible job at them. I didn't think that part of it through, but we made a scissor reel out of them. And now what happens is, dude, I have more CEOs trying to line up and get on my podcast than, than people could understand. And again, understand this is a podcast that you have to fly to my office. You have to book airfare, hotel, rental car, food, come here, take a day off of your job or, or company that you're running just to be on my podcast. And we have four per week fly in right now to sit in my office, which I'm in my office right now to be on my show. So dividend wise, and then what we, how we monetize that, I would dare say, I probably have one of the most high return. I've never said this before, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I would dare say that I probably have one of the highest revenue producing podcast out there that no one even knows about because uh, my podcast isn't huge, but the revenue that generated from it, oh, it's millions and millions generated from a, this podcast. So again, it was right. all going back to investing in my brand, putting money into it, not knowing all the answers yet, but believing if I build a brand, it, they will come. It's still freaking fill the dreams to a certain degree concept. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what's the revenue of relationships, right? And it's, it's infinite at that point. And that's, that's what I think you saw. And what's funny is I did listen to some of those shows. So I, <laughs> I actually yeah. think, especially with the way you've cut them, you thought a lot about it. I, I, I think you're going to give yourself enough credit. You put a lot of thought into what am I going to say? What is, how am I going to start the conversation? How do I build rapport with these people? And if nothing else, even if the conversation I can't control, I'm going to bring a team with me and all the goodwill that I can to get the most out of this because you did think of it as an investment. I think that that's a different mindset than a lot of people have when we talk about personal branding. So I want to maybe take a step backwards and maybe set some foundations here because we say the word branding 
but I don't think like everyone thinks about it differently. So if you had to define what your mindset was in terms of like what you thought of, like what branding was going to be for you, what did that look like in your head? Yeah, great question, man. And, and I think there's a lot of people that just do not understand the word branding. And a lot of times it gets thrown into the, into branding, gets thrown into marketing. And it's like, oh, branding and marketing. And that they're like, they're somewhat looped in together. And there's a little bit of overlap there of connecting because they're, they're, they're bridges to each other, but they are standalone, their own thing. And people don't understand that. Quickly, what I would just say is just understand it from you know, branding slash business. And I look at them as four categories. You have branding, you have marketing, you, got, you have advertising, and you have sales. So those are the four kind of buckets as how I view as I started this process, branding, marketing, advertising, and sales. And if you back it up for a second, just to understand it, when you have great advertising, so let's go to advertising, right? If you have great advertising, great advertising will help slowly be able to get rid of your sales team because your advertising is so on point that eventually you can actually not have as much sales team that has to like drum up and have this sale take place because advertising will sell, will help you sell your product without a sales team. A great marketing message will slowly help uh, dilute advertising because you won't have to spend as much on advertising because you have a great marketing uh, engine that's running. So you need less advertising. But if you get to a massive brand and you can have great branding, branding is the one that can overtake all of those categories and dilute them. When I say dilute them, meaning I'm not saying they're going to go away, but the money will be way lower spent outgo from your standpoint when you have a super strong brand. So just kind of big picture, look at it from that standpoint. And the last thing I say is here's a great way to, that I classify it. Uh, and, and I don't want to steal anybody's information. So I very well, Brandon could have got this from someone else. I, I read and study constantly. So I don't know, but the way I, I've always broken it down is sales is when you ask, or let me back up. I'll, I'll go branding first. Branding is how you feel or what they feel. You put it for the customer, what they feel. Marketing is what you say. Advertising is where you say it. Sales is when you ask for it. So if you look at it from a standpoint, kind of break them all down now, and now let's go to the main one, which I think is the most powerful one that people miss, which is branding. Branding to me goes to how do you want to make the customer feel? And when I start any company, it doesn't matter, but it, whether it be company or my personal brand, when we start something, I bring in kind of my branding team and we go through the process of saying, okay, what do we want the customer to feel about us? What, and feel is a very, very powerful world because if you understand anything, all sales, which if you go back and look at my bio, I did $300 million on stage in the last like three years. Sales is all emotional. So building a brand is to help eventually, whether it's branding, marketing, advertising, is getting to sales. It's in business, everything is sales, right? And that's not a bad thing. That's just how business operates. For us to be able to make money, we have to have sales, right? So if you understand that sales are emotional, branding is how do I want the customer to emotionally feel? So if I start my company or my personal brand on how do I, thinking through, how do I want my customer to feel about me, if it's my personal brand, how do I want them to feel about me? So when you come on my show, let's say, my money is show, the word that we use was experience. One word, experience. And the trick to all this to me, Brandon, is, you know, if you if you take brands and break them into three buckets, um, great brands, average brands, and sucky brands. Uh, sucky brands, when you ask them, you know, what does your customers feel about you? What Where their head goes is, 
well, what is my customer? What have my customers said about me? And what, what's my Google reviews? And what's my customer saying? That's what people first think when I, when I say the word brand is what I want my customers to feel. It's not, it's not what I'm at. It's not, that's not what the answer is. It's uh, to have a sucky brand. It would just mean that you're going to Google reviews or whatever it is, Yelp reviews, and you, you, your customers are saying uh, something negative about you. So, okay, hey, you have a sucky brand because they're saying you have bad customer service or you don't return phone calls or your product sucks, whatever it is. And then you have the piece of it where an average brand, and maybe on an average brand, and I kind of even disagree with this, but average brand is like, oh, well, my customers love our customer support. And, and all they talk about is how great we are at communications and on the reviews. But a great brand is, is totally different. A great brand dictates and creates an environment that we determine what our brand is. We determine what the customers feel about us. And then everything that we do from here on out is focused around how do we make the customer feel what we want them to feel, not what they randomly by happen chance on whatever day talking to whatever one of my staff employees. And now that's my brand. My brand is controlled by me and great brands come up with what they want the customer to feel. And then everything is focused on how do we make that customer feel that. And it's amazing because when we created the word experience for the money a show, that means that we sit down and we think through, okay, how do we, how do we make this customer feel a, a great experience um, with us? And that goes into now it's like, well, how we contact them, um, when, we, when we contact them, uh, when they get here, what do we do? When they land at the airport, what do we do? Um, when they're driving into the show, what time are we going to send them a text message? Because we know that they're on the road headed to our office to be in the show. So let's send them a text message at this time frame because we know they're on the road. Uh, creating a parking spot for them, having staff pick them up downstairs. It, it goes through an entire where they walk at through my building, what they see, what they smell. Dude, we thought through every last piece and we continue to tweak it. Why? Because I'm investing in my brand. My brand has to create an emotional feeling to this person. And I come up with what I want them to feel and think. Therefore, everything that I do, do I buy this? Do I, do I spend the money here? The question comes to, will that help my customer understand and feel my brand the way that I want them to. That's what branding truly is to me, is, is me, me choosing what I want my customers to feel about me and then investing my time, energy, staff, money into helping create that environment so they feel that certain way. Everybody has a brand, right? And, and it's easy. The last point, right? I'll let you jump in. Everybody has a brand, no matter if you want one or not. And then simply put it into perspective, it's like, when you, if you just went up and talked to somebody and just whatever, you had a, a business meeting and you guys are talking, when you leave that conversation, there's a feeling that takes place. And that person feels a certain way about you. And you feel a certain way about that person. Whether it be, I don't like that guy or, and he was really pompous or, you know, he, he dresses, whatever it is, there's a feeling that takes place that that feeling is going to happen. It already happens. Like it, it already is taking place in your life right now. Brands are just choosing to control and dictate in a positive way what that feeling is and not leaving it to happen chance on a random day at a random time at a random conversation. Yeah. And what I really like about that, uh, and people probably need to rewind, but Sorry, is, is there, <laughs> it's okay. Was there's, there's a lot of intention there. There's specific thoughtful intention around the experiences you're creating. And to the point you're creating them, you're, you've designed the customer experience or the, the, in this case, even your guest experience from top to bottom. And I think that's huge. I think 
figuring out like, what do you want that experience to be? And actually going through those steps is a lot of maybe processes that not a lot of us have gone through, uh, especially in the personal branding space. We just are winging it, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I would ask, so if there are things that you've designed ahead of time and those things were intentional, I'm wondering what are some of the lessons you've learned along the way that you couldn't pre-design, that you just had to figure out that were some stumbling blocks that you had to say, you know what, I'm going to do this better the next time. Well, it all, it all goes into when you start it, it's never perfect. And uh, here I am two years later of the show and it's still not perfect. Just last week, we had another team meeting on tweaking stuff. And so one thing I tell the people who are trying to build a brand, as you create what that emotional feeling is, you want your customer to experience. Um, and now you start thinking through whatever it may, whatever it may be. Um, you're always going to keep uh, adding to it, adding to it, adding to it, adding to it. Uh, the more you, the more you get into it. And so, um, you know, because like like this week, I'm trying to think of, of this week's meeting. We were talking about, I have a, a team that meets the people that bring them up to our green room and so forth. And then my executive assistant um, steps in and actually brings them into my office. And the meeting this week was basically talking about where does that actual transfer take place? Like, where does my money is show um, kind of producer and my executive assistant, where do they transfer the client at? And I know this sounds funny, but we went and stood in the different locations in my office of where that transfer could take place. And I put myself in the customer's view and I, I said, okay, so if we do it here, what does my customer see right now? What are they looking at in my office? Where are they, where are they standing at? What could they see? What, who, who could walk by here? It was, it's that detail to me in that I want to understand where that transfer takes place at. So there's not a random happenstance. Because I, again, everything is about me creating a feeling for the client that I'm looking for of how I want them to feel. So it, it's never a thing when you talk about lessons that I've learned. It's just the lesson that I would tell you is it never turns off. You have to, you have to go all in on building this brand and uh, it never changes. I mean, it never plateaus and stops. It's just always tweaking, tweaking, freaking today. Like we, we just bought these new things. You're not going to see it on the screen. But it's another piece that we just added to the experience. A water bottle. Yeah. Sorry. He held up a water bottle. They have a, yeah. This is a water bottle. And, and I know it's funny, but dude, we spent, I could not tell you how many hours and money I spent on water bottles. It's easy just to go say, oh, I'm just going to go to this brand, this, this, you know, swag place and, and buy water bottles. And oh, here, now we have a water bottle with my name on it. it it's in, that's what most people do. For me, it's not that. For me, it's taking the time, investing in my team, having my team order a bunch of them. How does that feel? What's the look of it? How does it make us, if we were handed this, is this just a swag of crap that no one's going to care about? Or they actually use this? How big is it? Like, dude, there's so many things that go into it. And then we bring companies in and say, show us your thing, water bottles and let us let us look at them. And we went to places and, and got water bottles and looked at them. But you have to, in my opinion, to build a brand, you have to care that much. And honestly, most people won't. That, and that's why they don't have a, a, a personal brand inside of it is that they're winging it and they're just trying to get their name. They don't understand the difference between impact and influence. That's another big thing that they miss with brand. They don't understand the difference between impact and influence and building your brand. And really what I'm talking about right now is uh, building impact that later creates influence, which is a journey that I'm on right now. But it, it's it's not understand those two different things are there of impact and influence. Yeah. I mean, I can see why 
when people come into your, your world and you start these conversations, you're building relationships, you already have a history behind you, but now you're bringing with that these, these great experiences where people are like, I like this guy, like I, whatever this environment is, it's working, we're gelling, I'm now open to different ideas. And, you know, you work with CEOs all the time and they might know that but until they come and meet you, they may not be interested in joining whatever it is, you know, program that any of us are building or whatever experience we're creating. But they know, hey, if he took this much care with designing his show, I bet you, you know, Andrew runs the CEO, uh, he's a CEO of Power Room. When, when Andrew's putting together a mastermind for CEOs, I know it's going to be of the highest quality, just with how he's treated me up to this point. And maybe I'm looking for that right now. And if you guys are interested in working with someone like Andrew, you could check out andrewcordell.com for anything along these lines. But these experiences, Andrew, these are what we're talking about here that I, I don't think we all think about. I'm curious if we kind of dive into this a little bit more, as you have now started giving other people advice on what they should invest in in themselves and steps to yeah. take. Uh, what are some of the like places to get started that you would advise other people? Like where to get started on this journey that you've been on? Do they build a show? Do they build a website, a logo? Like what do they do? Like, do they start speaking? I know there's a lot of routes here, but what worked for you that you think, you know what, this is something that I thought was advantageous to me. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I'm going to, I'm going to digress a second and say, before you build a website, before you start a show, before you uh, do any of that stuff, it goes back to you have to have a legitimate deep dive on your brand and what do you want people to feel about you? So how, how I do it, and I'll, I'm going to give you this. I've never done this before. I'm going to give you my branding guy um, that I use. And uh, and so when I when I said earlier, before I started an, a, a company or, or anything, I bring him in. He's out of Chicago. I fly him, his team in here. We spend days uh, sometimes sitting around and it sounds funny, but we talk about words and what do we want the, the customer to feel about us because once we understand that here's what's crazy brandon it then tells us it will start to tell us what colors we should use and it's funny because when most people start their business they're like oh i'm gonna build my website and they're like uh why i love the color blue it's my my eyes are blue so i'm gonna use blue as my color and say like, well you can I'm not, I'm not telling you not to i'm just telling you that's not how building a brand works Building a brand is establishing what are my customers to feel, and then therefore that will dictate what font I use. It will dictate whether it's a, a, a cursive, uh, uh, old school font versus a new age, uh, a modern type font. It will dictate what color schemes I'm going to use because remember everything is focused on the emotional feeling that I'm that I'm going to create here. Let me and to, to clarify this a little bit more in depth here. I want to give you an illustration that maybe a lot of people will, will know. I want to think about, because we're at Christmas time. I don't know when it's going to go out, Brandon, but we're in the holiday time right now. And if you watch TV commercials right now, I want you to think about Coca-Cola, the company Coke. And right now, Coke is playing all kinds of commercials on TV and, and social media and YouTube and everywhere. And during the Christmas holiday season, they use a lot of the polar bears, uh, if you remember, uh, that Coke has all these commercials with the, the big fluffy polar bears and the family. And they're like in the woods and they're kind of cartoon-like. Okay, I want you to think about this for a second. This is what I'm explaining when I'm talking about an experience. Coca-Cola, when they run their marketing, and now they're using advertising, so it's going to be on platforms like TV and, and uh, snippets inside of uh, YouTube ads and Facebook, et cetera. When they're doing that, when that commercial runs and all those polar bears are on there, at any point is Coca-Cola asking you to buy a Coke from them? 
Like at any point at commercial, they said the end of it. And great news, uh, you can get a, uh, our two liters on sale for $1.19 at the local grocery store or go to your gas station and it's 99 cents for this you know, Christmas special, a 20 ounce. Nowhere in their commercial, nowhere are they asking you to buy something. Nowhere are they telling you of a sale or a special price. What they are doing is they're investing in their brand and inside their brand, that polar bear um, that they're using there is, is creating a word, a feeling inside of you, and you're loyal to that emotional feeling. They never sell you anything. Go find me commercials that Coke is running and Coke is selling you something. They don't. What they invest in is getting their brand feeling and they invest in that feeling. If you study Coke, uh, I used to do a, a, a class on this teaching what words that they chose. I don't know if you know the word that they chose or not. But most people, if I put on screen and, and kind of play with it for a second, they can actually figure the word out. And the word that Coca-Cola chose was the word enjoyment. And it just simply meant that anytime that what they wanted is what their whole process was, anytime the, our customers are doing something that they enjoy, Christmas, enjoyment, barbecue, 4th of July, enjoyment, kids baseball game, enjoyment. Okay, so anywhere that there's enjoyment that the customers are going to have, we want Coca-Cola's brand to be tied to that emotional feeling. Therefore. All of their branding, marketing, advertising is driven around. When you feel or think of enjoyment, think of Coca-Cola. When Christmas time, you feel enjoyment, think of Coca-Cola and go buy the glass bottle editions of Coca-Cola because it's only at Christmas time we have these special editions. But they never tell you to go buy it. They never tell you where it's at, but they, they invest in that word enjoyment. And I can go through brand after brand after brand that finds the word of their emotional feeling and then drives that. Then everything is dictated by that. So when I launched the money at show, my font, my colors, all that is built by the feeling. To give you where to start at, what I, all this came back to, where do you start at? If I was you guys, I can only tell you where what I use. I use a, a, a buddy of mine and Brandon. His name is Brandon, uh, funny enough. But his company is called um, Brand, B-R-A-N-D, Brand Design. He's out of Chicago, Brand Design. And he just helps people walk through this process at a very deep level. He has all kinds of charts and graphs and, and ask all the questions and helps you create your brand, your message, and then uh, where to advertise that. He, he doesn't do advertising for you. I know, Brandon, your background is in ad agency. He doesn't do that side of it, but he helps create the, the, the feeling, why you want it, and what, is this the right feeling? Is this the right thing? And then what's our message about that feeling is where he helps you create. So that's, I would start with that first. Then I would choose where to put it. Is it a website? Is it social media? Is it Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it is it a podcast? That's like saying, you know, let me go start my brand. I'm going to go throw it on a podcast. But if your branding and marketing is not in, in alignment with your advertising, you're kind of just running, running uh, your chicken with your head chopped off. You, none of the is connecting to your people. It's very important to start at the beginning, create those, and then determine where to go put it out. Hopefully that answers the question, Brandon. No, yeah, absolutely. I think people took some some notes for sure. Continuity, alignment, hiring out help, even like getting someone. If you're, if it's not your expertise, like get some help. Absolutely. I mean, there's different ways to do this. As we're coming towards the end of the show here, I have a. I kind of. A, I want to lean two ways. Uh, I kind of want to hear what you're excited about for the future. But I. I before that, I'm curious. Was there a catalyst along the way? So you started on this road. Was there something that you started to feel like? Well, this really change the tide or something really started to to become fruitful in terms of you building your reputation any moments that stood out um probably the biggest one where it really exploded and, and, and i when i say exploded i'm really talking financially 
because that's that's why people build brands. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. That is why we build brands was when I was actually uh, publicly speaking. And when I was uh, speaking at different events, it was about wealth is what I was speaking on. I wasn't speaking on branding. I was speaking on wealth. And I was in my own life working on branding and, and, and investing in myself from a brand standpoint. But when I was in the room and, and understanding my objective was to speak on wealth and how to create it and what were the steps to it, I began to deep dive on all the stuff that I just told you about the experience. But uh, inside of it, the word that I wanted them to fill was the word um, wealth, because that's where we were headed. We'd actually very, very rarely do we ever use the word wealth as well, which is a piece of the brand you got to understand. When I use the word experience for my podcast, I'll never use the word experience in any of my marketing. I'll never use, it's not in my office anywhere. We never say the word, but at the end of the show, uh, my staff takes it back in the green room and they do a, a, a little, uh, some clips with them. And they'll always ask them, hey, tell us about what you thought about the, you know, the show. And they'll always go, the nine out of 10 times, everyone will say it was the craziest experience that I've ever had. And that's telling me, it's data research telling me, I hit it, I hit it, I hit it. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And what, where it first really, really paid off was when I was speaking, uh, the, the, what we were trying to create was wealth in the room. And not ever using the word, but we had to establish that word. And so, again, it went back into what did I wear? Um, uh, I know this is funny, but but what shoes did I wear? What socks did I wear? Uh, and then I got deeper and deeper and deeper into it. And, and in that world, I, create, I, I got into three-piece three piece suits, three-piece suits with custom ties, custom suits. Every piece was built differently. Like, dude, I was spending so so freaking a much money. It was insane. But it was because I was creating an, a feeling in the room. And as I went deeper into that feeling, we hit $300 million from me on stage selling, creating this feeling in the reward in the room. Because remember, all sales were emotional. And when I was able to a big breakthrough, when I was able to actually for the first time, I could tie in me investing in my brand to create an emotional feeling about my brand led directly to sales every freaking time. And we were in a, we were, there was about 40 of us speakers uh, and they were all trained professional 12 years into it. And I was year one starting. And within uh, two years, I became the number one speaker in the company. And then a year later, we almost doubled everybody's sales and in the company, nobody could figure out why they could like, what are you doing differently? And they would send all these, they, they had me start training the speakers. They would send the speakers to me and say, watch what he's doing and say what he's saying. And what they can never understand is it wasn't what I was saying. It was the emotional feeling that I had created in my rooms and the other speakers didn't want to invest that into the room. Therefore they can never get to the level that I was at. They were better speakers. They were more polished. They were more professional but they never had created a feeling. And so for me, Brandon, that was the big breakthrough. When that happened, it was like, holy shit, I can directly connect the emotional feeling that I'm creating to the sales in the back of the room and nobody can compete with me, even though they're way better. Why? I had created an emotional feeling in that room and they weren't. That's amazing. And I, I think what it highlights is the, the one of the big parts of reputation is perception. And if you can affect the perception, because you've taken the time to invest in things that some people, like the details that some people will say, you know what, it's okay if I wear a regular suit and you, you take it a step up and 
your perception now, because they're comparing, is relatively different. This person took a little extra time. Same thing with the interviews. Like, I'm going to do the work and pay the money to bring the bigger names on because it creates a perception. And I think you've used it masterfully to start the things turning so that the people who you're trying to reach see that detail. They see that nuance and it builds trust. It builds some kind of level of trust in the relationship that you can't define unless you've been there and experienced it. So I, you, can't you can't put a, a dollar behind it because there's no ROI, except for I can tell you is I'm a part of a billion dollar empire that I, I didn't put my capital into. Uh, my actually partners started it. The reason they wanted to get me, they came in and said, we want to partner with you was because I had a brand and I was spending my money on their brand and they were building this massive company. What they didn't have was a brand. And they needed a, they needed that piece and they didn't they didn't understand it. And I was able to partner with a billion a billion with a B dollar empire with no money in my pocket because I had invested in a brand. And now it's just uh, that that happened in the last uh, uh, about two years. Now it's even like fast tracked into massive, massive stuff. But it's hard. It's hard, Brandon, because most people don't want to they can't because they can't calculate it and they can't see the end of it. And it's risky because thinking, my God, I got to I have to get. I got to make these sales because I got to pay this bill. I got to make this, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur versus understanding the long play, invest in the brand. It, it is always, always, always paid off for me, man. Well, I think that's huge. I think that story alone and these lessons hopefully gives people the courage to take those first steps, to get out there and invest in themselves for once and to say, what would it take to, to go from something like a resume and then become a, and, and actually invest in reputation instead of resume or invest in ex creating experiences instead of paying to be at someone else's experience? You know what I mean? So I appreciate you sharing that knowledge with us today. And I'll, I'll end with just asking you, what are you excited about? What's coming up next for you? Um, we're launching a big, uh, I think it's in branding. Um, there's three words that I live by with branding and it's uh, inspire, uh, impact, influence. So you want to build a personal brand, take those three words, inspire, impact, and influence. And I didn't talk a lot about them today, but inspire means you got to find what you truly, truly love in your, in your personal brand. It, it cannot be just a random business that you're doing that you're going to uh, do for a little bit and move on from. You got to find the things that you love doing. And one of the things, Brandon, that I love doing that inspires me that I, 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 I do them with or without anything uh, is uh, sports cards, uh, sports card collecting. I freaking love it. I love everything about it. Now, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not an expert at it. That's a difference. I'm not an expert at sports card. I just enjoy it. And because of that, it led me down a path of, of getting deeper into the, into the game and playing in the game of sports cards and what's going on. And probably here about three months, man, we're launching and uh, partnered up with some huge sports cards names that uh, you would know if I dropped them, but we're not dropping them yet. Uh, we've partnered up with some huge sports card uh, names uh, in the industry, and we're launching a software um, that's tying um, sports cards into in, with NFTs. And the NFTs are not your typical NFT. Um, what it is is when you upload a card on our platform, uh, sports card, Pokemon, whatever it is. If you upload it and you're the first one to upload it, uh, we're actually going to give you the NFT. And so then you just type in the information about the card. It's all there for you. And then you get a token NFT on that card. Now, what's cool is anytime that card is ever bought or sold anywhere in the world um, on our platform, you get paid on every single transaction because you were the original uploader of that sports card. And everybody else gets to use the data that you provided for everybody, uh, which was all the data you, you entered in to win it. 
And now forever, you will have an asset that pays you a transaction on every single card, every time it's sold anywhere in the world on our platform. Uh, so diving into what makes me exciting is it goes back to whatever brand. I find what I love, what inspires me. Um, sports cards inspires me. And if I do what I love, opportunity will present itself because I'm doing what I truly love to go do. As it presented itself, it led into this. And now we probably around March Madness, we should be doing it in a huge, trust me, you will see it if you're in the online world with some of the names that we have on board um, launch uh, and it's tying um, giving everybody NFTs to allow to make money on sports cards, even though they may not buy or sell it, they can still make money off of the sports card world, which doesn't exist right now. Yeah. Well, I think it loops right back to, to the middle, right? You're, you're definitely following your passions and seeing where that takes you. It's a full on Gary V model from the beginning, passion and then documented and then build a business on the back of it. And you've been doing that. And he happened to be your first interview for that other show. That's, that's amazing. And if you guys want to see some of this, I have, peeped andrew on the youtube opening pokemon card packets so if you if you need to see what he's actually up to behind the scenes you can check out his youtube channel too or always go to andrewcoral.com to check out what his latest offers and services are and whatnot but appreciate you having on the show man uh, anywhere else people can find you or is that the main place yeah if they, if they want to actually hit me personally it's always instagram um i don't do all the posting i got team does it but i actually do all the dms there and I love my background is in education teaching. And so uh, people DM me all the time and literally almost every night I DM people back and forth uh, privately. Uh, so if you ask a question, hit me on DM and Instagram. And this is my first last name and ask me a question. And I, I promise I'll try my best to actually help you. And it's actually me, not a, not a bot. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Well, appreciate you, Andrew. Thanks for coming on the show today, sharing your knowledge with us and your experiences. I hope that inspires you guys listening. And I hope you guys take a little bit of action, see the value and chase your passions, get out there and build something that, that you love, even if it's on the side at first. I hope you guys have the courage to invest in yourselves like our boy here did and is better for it. Thanks again, Andrew. Appreciate having you on today. Thanks, man. Thank you, Brandon. And we'll catch you guys all on the next show. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to BrandsOnBrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandsOnBrands.com.